player. And welcome to Versus Player, the podcast about games, life, and everything in between. I'm Jono. I'm Joe. I'm Jace. All right, guys. Welcome to another fun-filled podcast. We've had a bit going on uh, in life and everything, and this everything in between. In between. Well, if you want it to be in between, sure. Always. Two slices of sourdough bread for me with just a little bit of aioli, maybe. Oh no! Wait, you just want to eat sourdough and aioli? No, that's the in between. The life is going in between the with aioli. Yeah, that's how you would have your slice of life with aioli and sourdough bread. No, probably not. Sourdough bread, yeah. I like sourdough. What does life even taste like? A whole mixture of things, Jace. Each bite changes into a different delicious flavour. And this is how we start our podcast, confusing the hell out of you and wondering which podcast you actually tune into. Yes, it's games. And speaking of games, we're going to go straight into what we've been playing because you know what? That's what you guys listen for. Um, I know Joe has got some very exciting news. So Do I? No, not you, Joe. Joe has some very (laughs) exciting news and... um, Actually, he wants to talk about a bit of Assassin's Creed. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I went to um, the IGN IGN Black Beta of Assassin's Creed. Um, yeah, how would you get an invite? And you know, oh, with a, with a great, um, big, long-time fan of the show, Ben, got us a ticket for that. Ben, so thank you, Ben. You're off the Christmas list. Well, you're off, you're off somebody's Christmas list. Not yeah. off mine. I yeah. appreciate it. The so, versus player Christmas list, gone. No, so we went along to that. I'm um, joking, Ben, sorry. Was it last week? I think it was, yes. And um, so they, they went in, they had a whole bunch of TVs obviously set up and then computer monitors nice as well TVs. as at the Metro. Yeah, really nice TVs. Big, big TVs. J-sized TVs. Um, and well, that big. Not you, you. I mean, your TV itself. That sounded really offensive. I apologize for that. I didn't mean it in that way. Um, anyway, so... We were having a look around, obviously, ready to line up and have a play, and noticed that the Xboxes that they had there were dev kits for Xbox One X. And we're like... Are you sure they weren't just like, you know... No, no, we asked the guys, because they had like Ubisoft people there and they're like yes these are xbox one x's and we're like can we take photos they're like no and we're you know so we, you we'd already taken photos anyway i was like, gonna say you shouldn't have asked no well we we yeah anyway we won't say too much about that because we want to get invited to these things again in the future yeah, sorry, thank you ubisoft yeah. just send us a send well, us an invite straight to ver- joe at versus player.com or just, jace or, or why couldn't we why couldn't you take photos of an xbox one x because it's a dev kit and they didn't own it it actually was property of microsoft and they said that we're not allowed to. That's, okay, that's fair enough. And yeah. we also couldn't take photos of the game, which we didn't know until we'd taken lots of photos of the game. Did it say that somewhere? No, it said it nowhere. We went in, nobody said anything, we didn't sign anything, So, but they just told us to put our phones away when we were taking photos. But anyway, there were photos. Um, First mode, it's fantastic. You just hold that finger down and let it go. But seriously, the Xbox One X, it looked amazing for me. The TVs were phenomenal though. Like I'm, I'm, my TV at home is nothing new. Um, the brightness, all that, the colours—it just looked. Well, they're probably playing on 4K TVs. Yeah, like it looked. It looked very much 4K. But how um, the game looked? Did it look like it was 4K worthy? Was it enough to make you want to get an Xbox One? You know, Xbox One X. You mean? Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> look, if you played Assassin's Creed before, you know that they put so much attention to small details in the games. The worlds are beautiful. You know, like Black Flag the water effects and everything going up to Xbox One from the 360 versions of Assassin's Creed like was a massive jump I wouldn't say this is a massive jump but the detail is showing like there was on the PCs upstairs there was a bit of screen tear didn't see any of that on the um, 
Xbox One X's. This was what they call an alpha build, but the game is very far along. Like it was, mm. it was a demo. Like it played and did everything. Speaking of how it played though, so the first time I got my hands on the controller, I'm like, yeah, I played Assassin's Creed before. I don't need to look at how to play Assassin's Creed. I played a lot of it. And the like stabby stabby buttons are on the triggers now. It was really oh. different. Yeah, so that took me a little while. I'm like, how do I kill this guy? Do you um, have a big sickle shaped sword thing as how it's Yes. <gasps> yeah, it was cool. Um, so it started off the demo on a horse press a button for the horses to auto guide you. So that was pretty cool. You could shoot bow and arrow. You could you know, shoot with your bow and arrow on horseback. Um, got to this, there was a slaver with some, I think it was a child whipping them and I had to go and do some quest for them. Um, I just basically well, For the was, slaver or the child? It seemed to be for the slaver. I was just kind of wanting to just climb and do things, you okay. know, just get a, get a taste of the game. Um, so just climbing worked all the same. You know, it looked incredible. I'm a big fan of Egypt. Like, I've always yeah. loved that side of history and, and just the, the, you know, architecture and kind of... With my son now, we've been reading a lot of, like, books about, you know, ancient Egypt and things. So it's nice to kind of get back into that sort of... that area of interest. And this game had really appeals to me in that regard. Yeah, um, I'm going to say that's drawing me in as well. It, it, it's hard to, to get a sense of the story of a game in that sort of setting because there's so many people around there's a DJ with like the big kind of Egyptian head gear on sort of headdress on and all that it was all kitted out the place Um, but man the game was fun you know it was it was like I said very much like the other Assassin's Creed games but Ben and I were watching um, a couple a woman and and, and her partner play the part like she was on a boat um, and then she's just kind of rowing along and then this hippo comes along and we're like oh this is this is cool so the hippo is just kind of like, like coming towards her then it starts just attacking the boat like it's a very like you know wooden little boat thing and just completely trashes the boat it sinks so she's getting attacked by the hippo she's, she's swimming away going and you can go underwater everywhere in this game she's going underwater and the hippo was relentless just kind of just beelining after her for so long she gets up on another we're laughing we're like go hippo you know do it she gets up on another boat we're like trying to take the hippo out hippo takes his other boat out it was it was like it was like it was like the cops in GTA you know like yeah. she had the five stars and this hippo was not going to stop and it didn't she, she got kind of had enough of it so I took the controller um and, and one of the, the Ubisoft representatives is like, oh, do you want me to start a demo again? I'm like, no, thank you. I'm right where I want to be with this hippo. So I'm going around to other people's boats trying to, I, I was like, you know, dispatching of other people, trying to throw them and feed them to the hippo, just yeah. kind of like appease this hippo. No, didn't want, just kept on coming after me. Um, so that was In real cool. life, hippos are meant to be pretty relentless. They're like the most, um, yeah. I believe that they're the most deadly animals in the world yeah. and kill more people than anything else I could be wrong fact check it Google's no, I've, I've that. heard that before <clears throat> but um so that was cool that was fun and like on the animal side of things as well I don't know JC said something similar um in our last podcast about how Ubisoft games kind of all you know they take elements from each other so there's a bit of Far Cry in your Assassin's Creed there was a drone in this like you said the, the bird you go to this bird mode and the bird's flying around and I was trying to take out other birds with the bird, with with this bird, but it was oh, you couldn't. No, no. I, well, I couldn't figure it out anyway. Um, but you can like mark targets and see the map and everything because there's no mini map. Like you're just kind of oh, really? supposed to. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Is there a map? There's still markers on the world. You can pull up a map. You can get out your bird to look at things, um, but no mini map, which was which was cool. 
like you're just kind of like following the markers on the ground with the waypoints. So you really can give the enemies the bird. <laughs> but yeah, look, um, this didn't do enough for me to kind of go. It's a must must buy sort of thing. Uh, okay. um, but I think, like I said, there was the environment that I played it in. I think yeah. getting it at home, you know, being able to experience a story will be really cool. But there's even in this small chunk of the game, there's just so much to do in these games. It's a bit overwhelming, you know, in a, in a particular at a time of the year that these games come out when yeah. there's, you know, huge games coming out around the same time. Mario, Star Wars, you know, let alone, you know, all the little indie things coming. Um, it looks really cool. People who've been hanging out for Assassin's Creed, you know, you're going to get more Assassin's Creed. You're going to get some different things. You're going to get a really different setting. I'm glad they moved away from Europe. Because yeah. we've kind of been in that, you know, that part of the world for a while, I so it looks, it looks different. The protagonist seems cool, um, you know. I, I, yeah, I, I initially liked what I saw. I'd like to get more game time with it, but um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to do this sort of thing more as well. I, I've got to say, I don't know if you guys feel the same. I wasn't tempted by the the English or the French versions of Assassin's Creed, and while I'd like the idea of roaming those those cities. I don't know. You're right. There's been a lot of Assassin's Creed games. You know what the the style is going to be, but yeah, I feel the same. Ancient Rome seems uh, Rome. Ancient Egypt seems to be a really cool place to play yeah. around in. Uh, I'm tempted, but I'm also like you. I don't know if I'll get it straight up. Yeah, I still think um, a setting like they did China in um, that side scroller, and that's all Chronicles. like that's all well and good. But I think places like China and India and stuff like that, like. China and India, I typically find, doesn't pop up in games a lot. Like, they'll, you'll go to places that are like India or, like, they'll sort of allude to it, but there's a lot of history in those places. True. And I don't know, like, I'm, I'm all... I mean, I guess there aren't that many games that are set in Egypt that I can think of, so it's really, really cool that they're doing it. Um, I, I wouldn't mind seeing one in Japan. Yeah. Like, feudal Japan, if it was, like, a little bit more... I don't know, if the combat was, like, a little bit tighter and it was less... I don't know. I, I, I kind of want to play like an Assassin's Creed that's like less floaty. Like I'm finding the last ones, you're not really acrobatic, but the way that you move around is is very quick. And I understand that you're an assassin, but I'm kind of, I wouldn't even mind if there was like, if they slowed it down a little bit and bit like weight. a bit more weight to like, you understand what I mean, but like a bit more weight to the character in terms of just how they move around and like kills to feel a little bit more visceral. It's not just like, running by and stabbing them and then getting away yeah there's sort of there's sort of a bit of planning around it and things maybe maybe you know I'm happy for like an open world but maybe it could just get a little bit closer up on the character yeah and I'm finding that there aren't many besides like Metal Gear games and stuff but again even though it's stealth you're not really an assassin you know there were old games like Tenchu stealth assassins and stuff like that I would I would happily come back to something like that um, but in the Assassin's Creed world. Yeah, I think Assassin's Creed's at its best though in those fast moments. Like when Black Flag came out, I think they really kind of started to master the parkour elements of things, like going between like openings in a fence and things like that and just that kind of seamless nature and popping on like little kind of poles on the ground. And you were doing this in, in um, you know, Origins um, at the demo there that we got to see and, you know, and I like that you can run past and just kind of quickly stab someone and kind of go into the crowd. Um, yeah, but when you were talking just then, I'm thinking I would love an Assassin's Creed in kind of like, yeah, like a Tenshu, Stealth Assassins, but I just love a new Tenshu. 
Yeah, a new tension would be fantastic. Yeah. I like the idea of a bit of weight too, because I love the parkour elements, but like feeling their bones crunch as you land on them, as you know, just a bit more. Yeah, yeah that that weight just to feel like you've made a solid kill, and while the person you just killed has really taken the hit, maybe nobody else around you has noticed because you've been that selective. I don't know. The- um, also, your your bit on India, I love that idea. It's great. I want my animal that supports me to be a sacred cow. <laughs> that would be very cool. Could be fun. It could be. Are you riding the cow? Well. Or? You no, can't no. ride a cow. The cow you? is the assassin. Oh, horns! No one would ever see it, and it's sacred. You're not going to kill it. Yep, that's genius. But in saying that, <laughs> I would. Um, I, I also want. Um, I want to go in. I want to plan a, a kill like really sort of plan it, you know, you, you meet people in town who help you open up other ways to be able to get in, you know, some sort of secret entrance. Um, you know, a little bit, even, even a little bit more Hitman in the Assassin's Creed yeah. universe, you know what I mean? And you, I'm not saying that you're changing into 50 different disguises and stuff like that, but just the way that you sort of move around in those environments would be, uh, it would be cool. And, and also, if I'm being pursued, I want to feel like there's a real threat. Yeah. I feel like in Assassin's Creed, it's just like, I'm going to stab him and run and they're not going to get me. No, like, I'm just building and run away. The hippo was a real threat. The, yeah. the hippo was very threatening. Do you feel like you? Do you feel like the combat in the game um, is a little bit more enjoyable? It's not just mash the buttons and kill? Or I didn't really know what I was doing in terms of the combat, to be totally truthful. Like, I, I once I figured it out and I was able to do it, but I wasn't, like in the other Assassin's Creed games, kind of like parrying and dodging and kind of, you know... But see, none of that was even necessary in the other Assassin's Creed games, really. But if you took on multiple characters at once, I felt it was. But then they just wait their turn to attack you. Not all the time. I think it got better as the games went along. I guess. I'm going to play the new one. I don't think it's going to be a day one purchase for me. Um, I want want another sort of take on on the Assassin genre. I've got an idea. It's a little bit left of field. It's taking a cue from an old... Ubisoft game or at least they published it back then but it was a little bit more separate so do you remember Rainbow Six the original one you planned at yeah. your mission and then he executed yeah. you didn't necessarily have to control Raven Shield one of the guys yeah. oh, the original was that and yeah. Raven Shield so imagine that in Assassin's Creed where you actually planned it in advance and then just executed and, and sat back and watched what happened that could be pretty cool yeah um, but you're right it would take away some of the tension oh it'd be a bit I don't know in saying that, Watch Dogs 2 had a lot of moments where you would have a facility that you would infiltrate using gadgets. I think that it could be done the same way. I just... Watch Dogs 2 wasn't so much about the combat, but about how you could find cool ways to get around people. Um, and I, I just, yeah. I think I just want another Tenchu. I don't think I'm even more talking about Assassin's Creed anymore. Yeah. I just want another Tenchu. How good were those bonus stages in Tenchu where you're in like the, the office at the end? Yeah. That was so cool. Yeah. No, I'm Tenchu's just Tenchu. Last game was Tenchu Z, I think, and didn't do very well. So. No. Come back. I almost think Assassin's Creed could do with it just a year off, a year or two off. I know they had a year off recently. That's yeah. what this is, yeah. But maybe two years off, and I'm not saying really. Bring back Prince of Persia in the other year, please. Sorry. Yeah, actually, that's not a bad idea. But also, maybe not reinvent it entirely, but let's bring in a new mechanic and change it slightly. Not dramatically, but just enough that it makes it feel fresh again. Yeah. And yet, it still comes from the same core. I mean, or you're right. You know, bring back Prince of Persia, bring back Splinter Cell. So why these games are selling? While these games are selling, sorry, like why would they stop? Like, yeah, exactly. know, they're just yeah money. I know another Splinter yeah, Cell is in the works, but I just don't is even it? know. Apparently, there is. Yeah, but I just don't know if like that's a real 
not just system seller, but if that's a that makes Ubisoft a lot of money. Like I'm, a lot of people love Splinter Cell, but I don't know if people are going to rush out and get it unless it's something really different. I know we've gone aside a bit, but on that the Splinter Cell topic, I'd almost like to see the see them reinvent the Tom Clancy brand because I don't know the, the last couple of games have been a little lackluster. Like the the last Splinter Cell Blacklist was okay, but I I still haven't finished it. And I love the other ones. Um, Rainbow Six, well, there's a big following for Siege, but I love the story side. Why have you got rid of that? And Ghost Recon's pretty dead at the moment. End War never became anything. Like I don't know. Let's maybe it's time to revitalize the, the brand. Division as well. Yeah, and Division's new... still going along. Oh yeah, the Division. I completely forgot. In fact, I'm thinking about reinstalling that to see what it's like. So I don't know. Right. Sorry, next, what about you guys? Took, took a couple of turns, didn't it? Actually, James, actually yeah, you, you've been playing something cool on PC. Yeah, we did a like a quick look typey thing before. Uh, Heat Signature, which is made by um, the same guy that made Gunpoint. Um, is suspicious Developments. Suspicious Developments. Very cool name. Yeah. Um, so Heat Signature is a top-down uh, hotline Miami meets faster than light space heist Frozen Synapse, <laughs> Rainbow Six planning. And a partridge in a pear tree. You got it. Um, it's very, it's not hard to describe. Everything I said is what it sort of borrows from here and there, but it's its own unique thing. So you basically start out as a, assuming that you're not playing the tutorial, you start out as one of four randomly generated um, agents who go um, and uh, dock their ships into other fast moving spaceships and then go in and murder everybody on the ship if that so happens to be your mission to either steal, kill or commandeer um, and then exit in a cool style and um, I mean it would be really cool to play this game as like a third person shooter or even maybe I guess a first person shooter but the top down really aids it you can pause the game to be able to have a look about how you're going to handle a situation and it's really about getting stuck in tricky situations and then finding ways to be able to get out of them um, there are difficulty levels per mission and it will tell you you're on an easy, medium. And then there are also, um, there are also like, uh, other sort of space stations you can liberate from, I'm assuming the sovereign or whoever they are. I don't really know what the story is. Um, and what you, um, basically what you do is you're just meant to liberate space. Um, and you can, it, it's a randomly generated galaxy, um, meaning that every time you load up a new galaxy, all these little, um, like space stations will be in different locations um, but ultimately the game is the same each time um, and it just depends on how hard the mission is uh, some um, space stations will have different clauses such as like a silence clause so you've got to get in and out without setting off an alarm um, but you very much find yourself sort of breaking into these spaceships um, and then working your way through each section you've got to deal with people who have shields it's almost a puzzle Yeah. Um, I don't know you guys played it what do you think I thought it looked awesome. I loved it. I'd love to play it. I have no devices at home that could run it. It is PC only. It is. Um, but talking about this and, and talking about what we just did in Assassin's Creed, I'm going to throw a curveball. I'm going to talk about what I'd like to see in a sequel. Because I really like this game. I th it, you're right. It gives me big vibes of, um, of Faster Than Light, which is one of my all-time favourite games. Yep. And I love sci-fi and I love the space setting. I'd love to see a multiplayer where someone could take command of the bridge and then 
help the other player, like blow people out airlocks by being in control and, and you take over the ship with two people maybe. There's totally room to have one person infiltrate and another person is sort of a hacker that stays on the spacecraft and unlocks doors. And even through like um, like cool little mini games yeah. for the hacker to, so you know, they'll have to match things. So yeah. there's some tension there going and they're saying, you know, one person is saying, look, I've got to get through this door. The enemy's coming this way. And they're like, I'm trying to unlock the door. The thing is, it would probably remove the pause mechanic from the game a little yeah, bit. Would, yeah. um, I think the game's fantastic on its own. I'm just suddenly... The, the, pause, the pause mechanic isn't actually necessary though. Although it did appear in Gunpoint, I think... You don't really need it. It would it would actually be a little bit more full on if you couldn't pause. Yeah, yeah. and the slowdown as well was kind then, of yeah. you know, very helpful when you were targeting enemies. Absolutely. Um, so there's there's different ways where you could remove features and it would turn into a different game. Yeah. Um, but that's a real testament to the design of the game. You know, if you had the ability to be able to go and switch off slow motion. Yeah. Um, or if they said, look, if you're playing two players, you no longer get the privilege of being able to pause the game. You've now got an extra person on your team. Yeah. You know, um, and that would be a cool way of being able to play it. There's, there's, there's so much room for them to expand this um, this sort of game and, and this sort of universe. And it's a very unique title. But for like, a, was it $20 something dollars you said oh, to US? Cheaper. Totally worth it. Yeah. Worth it. Like it's, it's definitely worth having a look at. I'll probably be picking this up. The thing that I like about it is you double click on the executable. It loads up. You're yeah, back where you away. left off. You pick your agent and you just go and you just do cool things. And it always feels good. It's really fast paced. If you lose, it hurts, especially because you get hit once, you're basically dead. Um, you get thrown out of the airlock. You get thrown out of the airlock, and then you can remote control your little spacecraft that's docked onto the big spacecraft to come and pick you up. But every time that you die and you lose blood out in space, every time that happens, there's a, there's a time limit. So it starts at like 30 seconds, but then eventually becomes 24, 18, and it just keeps dropping from there to the point where the next time you get sent out that airlock, you're dead. I never asked, does that, if you get back to home base completing the mission, does it do you regenerate your health so that the next ship you go and infiltrate you don't have that problem? No, nah, it's it? like it's a permanent mark on you. Like it's but, oh, wow. but you can retire that character as well. You what? can choose to retire that character, and I believe that if you do retire a character, you get to pick one item in your inventory to pass on to the next character. That's cool. Oh, okay. So what you have on you, you can sell, you can do whatever you want. There's even a stash, but it's unique to your character's life. Okay. So the the real thing that you're passing down in this in this game is one weapon of choice. Mm. And that weapon can make or break the game often. Um, there's some really, really cool weapons in there um, and really cool ways to be able to, you know, get around. Like in our little quick look that we were doing before, we walked into an area where there was somebody we had to assassinate. And part of the deal is when you warp in there, you've only got two seconds before it warps you back. We killed him, but we really needed to pick up the body and walk back with it. With yeah. him. You knocked him unconscious. That was it. We knocked him unconscious. So he wasn't dead. So he yet. wasn't actually dead. And that was just due to the fact that what I had on me at the time didn't kill him. Yeah. Um, it would have been a completely different game otherwise. I would have walked in there, killed him, warped out, left in the spaceship, nobody would have known. Really exciting game. I like it. And what I really like about this, like from what, what we played before, was it looks like the kind of game that you can just... You've got, you're going out, your partner's still getting ready, whatever it might be. You pop it on for like two minutes, yeah. take care of a ship, and then you save, and then you sort it. Or if you wanted to just go along, stint, there's enough variety there with yeah. the weapons and the tools and, you know, leveling, like getting different characters, retiring them, completing their little side stories. You can, you know, play for hours. It, it looks awesome. I've got a my type of thing. I've got a couple mm. of games that are sitting at the moment, like the new XCOM expansion or even Divinity 2, and those are games you can really sit down and sink your teeth into. But I'm finding the task of getting into those games a little bit daunting. Yeah. And I find myself just double-clicking on heat signatures <laughs> and just it just goes straight into the game. Oh, I see the and deal. while I'm thinking about what I'm going to do in these other games or, you know, 
what my approach might be, um, I'm already knee-deep into it and it's just... Yeah. And I saw it had windowed mode as most PC games do, but yeah, that would yeah. be nice to just kind of, you know, work on a document and... Absolutely, and Joe. Go back yeah, yeah, no, I like, I like the way you're thinking. Assassin's Creed Future. <laughs> I can work, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I am I am playing a little bit of Divinity 2 and I'll just quickly run through... If you haven't played the first... Sorry, it's Divinity 2 Original Sin. There's actually a game called Divinity 2. Um, but these are... If you played Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate 2, Shadows of Arm, all those sort of games when you were younger... Brilliant games. Um, this is the very much the spiritual successor to those. And the things that you wish you could have done in those games, you can do in this one. Um, there's a lot of thought that's gone into it. Uh, for example, um, you can have undead variants of all of the main characters. So you've got a dwarf, a human, uh, an elf, and a lizard. Um, and you can be an undead lizard. Um, and so if, Is that what you are? I am. Can you be a spot? <laughs> huh? Sorry. <laughs> um, but you... So, for example, um, people freak out when they see that you're undead. So in the beginning of the game, you don't have a helmet. So you put a bucket on your head and people react very different. And for example, there are options even to like, somebody wants to shake your hand. You can choose to like, oh, I'm not going to do that because you don't want them to feel your bony fingers. Like, and I'm not joking. Like they've thought about this. That's awesome. Um, there's a lot of detail. It's, it's, but it's a very daunting sort of task. There is also um, a GM mode. So game master yep. mode, like in Dungeons and Dragons, where you can have one person tell a story over Discord or Skype or however you want to do it or around your friends if you're playing LAN. And they can describe what's going on and then they can put like enemies into the game and they can control those enemies as well. Oh, wow. And they can also pause. They can send, go roll me a, um, I don't know, roll me a, a check of some sort, like in Dungeons and Dragons, um, roll me a strength check. And then you can send a, a virtual dice to that person. They have to roll it and they go take the best of, you know, wow. of whatever number. And then based on their roll, you can choose what the enemy does next. Are you playing with somebody? Uh, I'm not. Okay. So for the people who were hanging for, what was it, Fable Legends that got cancelled? Yep. And that had a similar sort of thing. Oh, this sounds even better oh, this than is, what that was This is unbelievable. Be. Yeah, I've been watching um, Matt Mercer. He's a relatively famous DM. Um, uh, he's on Geek and Sundry and stuff on YouTube. Um, and he's got a show called Critical Role, I think Matt Mercer is from. He's also the voice of um, that guy in Overwatch that says High Noon. I forgot his name. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, Matt Mercer is a very cool DM. Um and uh, he's played Dungeons and Dragons with people like Vin Diesel, which was a cool episode. Um, and yeah, he, he has his own little thing at the moment going where he's playing as a DM. Then he's got his friends who are all on Discord and he's chatting with them. You know, they go up against a giant turtle and he plays as a turtle. It's, it's crazy awesome. stuff. Awesome. Um, it's a very, very cool game. I feel like I want to play with friends. But there is one cool thing that they did with the original Divinity, sorry, Divinity Original Sin. They created an enhanced mode of it and then gave it to everybody for free. And the enhanced mode, I don't believe that originally you can do this. I can sit down with anybody and play couch co-op in this game. And yeah. it does split screen and then it moves together. Your two characters can talk with one another in game. And if you are, go up and encounter somebody who says, you know, what do you want? Like, you can go left or right. Your two characters can bicker with one another. And then a game of like scissors, paper, rock appears. And so you choose what to do based on your game of scissors, paper, rock. That's so cool. you, can, you can choose to work together couch co-op. But if you're really, you know, you really want to go left, John, and I really want to go right, yeah. we can um, have a little mini game to decide how that's going to happen. That's really cool. Um, they've thought of so much. Like Larian Studios, I think, is the, the people who make it. But, um, man, what a game. I just, I'm not in the right headspace for it at the moment. Can yeah. I segue from that then into something that not I haven't played too much of, but that my son played all the way through, speaking of Catch Co-op, which is Mac 2 on the PS4. <coughs> um, he's finished this game on his own. 
Like he's six. Yeah, and he's played this game from start to finish. And I've jumped in every now and then and it does this really cool thing. Like, so Knack is a very family kind of friendly kind of looking game. It's very G-rated. Like yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of like the Lego games um, in that you don't control the camera. Um, but you kind of go into rooms and the camera angle's changing like the old Resident Evil game. So yep. he's not fighting with that. Um, when you jump in as a second character, essentially what happens is, so Nack is this little wooden guy or something. I don't really know because I haven't paid attention too much. Um, but he kind of gets bits of metal or whatever kind of to grow. I, I don't know exactly what it is. I'm sure people who've seen Nack know more than me about that. But what it does is when a second player comes in, you kind of spawn out of the first knack. Oh, nice. So, like, your knack is... My son's is, like, an orange, the main one that you see in all the advertising. When I play, I'm blue. But when we go to cutscenes, we merge into one, and the knack is the merged one, so blue and orange together. So when he's playing on his own, I'm not there. (laughs) In the cutscenes, it's just the orange guy. But when it's we're both playing, we merge into this one thing, so the cutscenes represent that, which I think is really cool. But what this game does in the that makes it so incredible for someone like him to like a kid to play is that it has a hint system that is so unobtrusive, and you know if you just press up on the directional pad it, when it, when after you've been in an area for like. 20 seconds or whatever you know it's obvious you don't know what you're doing and it will show a path of what you need to do so you follow the path and then it stops then if you get stuck in the next part you can do the same thing again so there hasn't been a single time in this game where he said dad can you get me through this part of the game because the game holds your hand as much as it, as, it, as you need it to and then it lets go and lets you play and there is so much complexity to it there are so many different moves like he's telling me about dodging and you know you like he's leveled up the character pretty much to the max he finished the game yesterday um when his his cousins were over and did not like even watch the last cutscene which was like i just it made me really upset like it's the final cutscene you were gone through all that but they were like no we want to start we just want to keep on playing because it it's just a fun game to play. Yeah. Start New Game Plus. Um, you know, it's, if you like, you know, the old kind of platformer sort of games, this is what it is. It's, you know, it's a beautiful looking game, but it doesn't spend all that time on that background detail to the same level as, you know, AAA games that we use, like yeah. the Assassin's Creed's and the Uncharted, but it still is really colourful. I you love got that for free, didn't you, Joe? <laughs> I did get that for free. Yeah. Thank you, um, Sandy, for that. But well, it went up on the PlayStation Store, um, and it was free for like a few hours. And it was nice to not take that back because I believe Sony, the, the PlayStation Store, has a, a method to remove downloads that they do. Been, yeah. yeah, I've heard they've done it, it in the past. And they have done it. So it was well, actually really nice of them not to do it to the few people that got it. It's a funny thing because I wouldn't have bought this game and if I, if there was a demo, he would have been begging me to buy it because it's just instantly, it was instantly fun. Um, you know, it's yeah. definitely worth picking up. I was going to say, I love the um, the character design in it. So the characters are quite kind of a bit squat yeah. um, and they look very cartoonish but fit in the world so well. It's a really, yeah, really fun game. I won't say too much more about it, but... Don't you miss good demos? It seems to be now that there's the, the whole push of pre-orders and the beta, the beta's become the demo. Yes. But it's become this time demo. But you've got so, to buy into the beta often as well. Yeah, exactly. So if if either you're not if you're on the fence about the game or 
you know, life gets in the way. I can think of a lot of um, betas that have come and gone in the last couple of months that I've just gone, one, I don't have the time to download it because they're bloody huge. And two, the weekend that it's running, well, I'm working on the weekend and I've got, a, I've got a life that I can't, you know, fit that into. I think there's a missed opportunity, but well, Xbox, still making money. Xbox Live Arcade days, there were so many games that I played yeah. the demo off because they all had to have a demo and I just bought straight away. Yeah. Like I was just like sold. I just got to the end of it. Do you want to continue? Do you want to buy to continue the game? Yes. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I think a thing about the demo is, and they do need to come back, is that games like, uh, say, Puyo Puyo Tetris, for example, you oh. could just play Puyo Puyo Tetris repeatedly. But I, I was playing Jen the other day and I said, we should buy this. And she said, what's the point? We just keep reloading and playing the thing over and over again. But I felt compelled to purchase it, not only in sort of support of the title, but also I just thought it was cool of them to do that. They're yeah. like, they're like, look, you're not, there's no, you cannot, it's not like you can only play this 30 times and then you have to like uh, delete it and re-download it. They're letting you do it. Um, and I want to get it for that reason. And, you know, if I could find the game, it seems to be pretty hard to, mm. to find. Um, I'd, I'd definitely do it. Um, the other good example of that is that Project Octopath Traveler game. Yeah. It's been a, I think it's a Square game where it's, it might be made by Square Enix or people who designed Blue Dragon, I don't know, whatever. But it's a, um, like they announced it at E3 and then they said, oh, here's like, there's a demo coming out this afternoon and it's quite a long demo and it gives people a good taste. And a lot of people are like, I don't know, I didn't know what this game was, now I'm definitely buying it. It's done a lot for them. But I mean, the game doesn't even have a title yet. Yeah. Project Octopath Traveler is just their project name. Uh-huh. It's like Project Scorpio. Like, it, you know, and they're, they're releasing a demo for something that they still haven't decided what they're going to call it yet. Wow. It's, it's interesting. It's an interesting t- time for the industry, really. Yeah. Yeah. What are you playing, Johnny? Um, life has been getting in the way, so I haven't had a lot of time for a lot of games, but um, I've got a couple of retro games in. Cool. Um, just in, in short order. So I've had a quick go of... Um, G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra on Xbox 360. It's as bad as the reviews say, but as a G.I. Joe fan, I'm looking forward to the, you know, the, the vehicles that are, are put in the background that are clearly from the original toy line and um, even though this is a movie game and, and things like that. So, I, I'm, you know what? I'll get my $8 worth out of it. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, it's, it's not so horrible that I don't want to play it, but it's, it's clearly not a great game. And then the other one, I pulled out my DS and put in um, Thor, God of Thunder. And I'd forgotten that it was actually made by the same studio that made one of my other favorite DS games. They got around at the same time. Um, Aliens, the Aliens game that I got. I can't remember what it's called now. Isolation? Um, No, um, it was an Aliens DS game. You put a review up on Versus Player. There was a review on Versus Player. I can't remember what it's titled right now. And um, it was a good side-scrolling game. It was uh, played kind of like... No, but it played like um, very Metroid or Castlevania-esque. Um, but anyway God of Thunder is another really nice beautiful sprites um, all throughout the game and it's a side scrolling beat em up like in the vein of um, is it Thor Marvel Thor or yeah, is it it's, okay. it's the movie okay it's, so it's like a prequel to the first movie uh, and you got Thor's powers and you can it uses the two screens so if you go to jump and then push up you fly up into the screen above take out one of the enemies you can smash them to the ground on the screen below um, wow. You can use your god powers to, you know, basically strike everyone with lightning when you collect enough um, power. It, it's a bit of fun. I restarted it from the start because I hadn't played it in years, uh, probably a good two or three years. So I couldn't remember exactly how it went and thought I hadn't got that far on my last save. And I looked at the last save again and realized I'd gotten a good three quarters of the way through, I think. So cool. um, I'll keep playing that. But um, it's a good one for me to pick up for a few minutes and play yeah. and put down. 
Um, that Aliens game is Aliens Infestation. Thank you. Infestation. Exactly. <laughs> um, really recommended game, but both of those games are a little bit hard to come by. They came towards the end of the DS's life and um, WayForward Studios, which are the uh, developer for Sega on both of those, um, did a really good job. It has a nice feel that harkens back to the 16-bit days, but gives us some modern tech... Um, modern looks on some of the stuff so I really like it cool yeah. anything else um, I want to play some more Destiny 2 that's, so, that's what I've been playing a lot of Destiny 2 I'd love to play with you guys I've had a lot of requests from from uh, some of my other friends but again life's just gotten in the way and the, I loved it I love the Destiny 2 game what I've played so far I'm enjoying it but um, I think this put me off the first one as well because it's an always online game, I can't just pause if something comes up or if I need to do something and it makes it really hard. And even if I want to play on my own, like, yeah, it's, um, you can see your character getting shot and while there's no, you know, real penalty to that, it d- doesn't feel good. Yeah. Like, I, I understand that. Yeah. You're not completely in control of what's going on. Yeah, I think that's maybe it. But, man, I'm loving this game. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, I finished the balance it. is great. And, yeah, yeah, I'm I've, looking forward to more of the missions though. I finished a campaign the other night. Um, get into level 20, not hard. Like they say, just play through the campaign. I I did a lot of the side things leading up to the end of yep. the game. Like before, I, I was level 20, like even before, because with kids at home and having just like, you know, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there to play the game, um, I was just doing like little patrols and, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know, different things like that. So when I got to the end, you know, I had one night just had to play whenever I was in bed yeah. uh, to just kind of experience the story. I really enjoyed the story. I couldn't tell you all the nuances of the story yeah. um, because a lot of the time when we were playing together, it was kind of chatting and laughing about the grunt that was Bane and all that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, cool, lots of cool kind of epic bungee kind of five-minute fun scenes as, you would, as we've spoken about on the podcast before. Um, I love the variety. I love when you get a new gun they feel different, that you change it. You're constantly, like I was, constantly mixing up my weapons and my gear yeah. and getting the new abilities. So I just got this last ability that makes me like Emperor Palpatine at the end of, you know, shooting the lightning out, which is really cool. Um, and yes, everything that we've said, everything that we've heard, sorry about this game is correct. When you finish the campaign and you get to level 20, man, does this game open up so much more. And there is so many... There's, there's lots of little step things. There's always something new going ahead of you. Like I've got, I'm light level 250 now. Yep. Um, I think I need to be 260 to get to the raids, but then I need to go even higher than that to supposedly be able to achieve anything in the raids. I only just unlocked the ability to do the nightfall strikes, which is kind of like the strikes can take you anywhere from like, I don't know, maybe about 10 to 15 to 20 minutes or so. Um, just kind of, you, they throw you in with three other players or two other players um, and you just kind of complete these little objectives the first one I did there was obviously somebody who'd done it before because all this character was doing he or she was just running ahead just not worrying about any. if it wasn't an objective to kill somebody this person was just kind of flying ahead flying ahead so it was kind of it wasn't as much fun as kind of the game is when you're just taking out enemies and yeah. going through it was just kind of like Let's just get to the end to get the loot chest. So you're, you're enjoying this game, like, playing it by yourself. Yes. See, that's the thing. Like, I really enjoyed... We played very briefly this morning. So I think the only time I played it was initially with Joe when we first got it. Yep. And then John had joined in. We were all roughly around the same level. Yeah. Um, 
and I haven't really touched it since because it was for me at the time it felt like only a game I would want to play with friends mm. I still have yet to play it by myself um, but I'm enjoying like the like taking down enemies and ch- I don't feel particularly challenged and I don't know if maybe it's because I'm not at the right level yet maybe it gets harder um, well, some parts of the game always it seems very you know very easy but other parts are very difficult and some of the enemies are and the raid is supposed to be some of like Bungie's best work I've been hearing like some you know the best of Bungie so yeah. you know it's there's a lot of content there but you're right like there's parts of it like when I was playing with you guys there this morning I didn't feel like I was overpowered and I didn't feel like that I was doing everything even no. though my light level was kind of you know so much higher than, than mm. yours it was I think the balance is, is great. It's not like when we were playing um, the division, division back in the yeah. day where I tried to play with Jace and he was only like four or five levels higher than me. And it makes it massive. And I difference. couldn't do anything. Yeah. It was I just hide in the corner yeah. and Jace just go to work and I'll take take the scraps. You know, here we were contributing and you know, you guys were reviving me and you yeah. know, we just yeah, we were we were a crew. I really as much as I enjoy playing it on my own, so much more fun with you guys. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. We'll get there. Actually, on, on the multiplayer front, there was one other game I got a very brief play of um, that was able to get nice and cheap thanks to JB having it on sale. It was uh, Grand Theft Auto Five with Jace. Yep. Um, I got to see Jace Corp. Oh, sorry, Pain Corp. Yep. <laughs> um, which was very cool. Sat down in his chair as he sat at his computer and did important work. Then we jumped in his helicopter. He gave me the pilot seat. I got to wear a suit that he picked for me. I, I felt like I was his... Um, like chauffeur or something or like employee you were going to say something else let's go oh, with chauffeur go. yeah let's go chauffeur <laughs> um, it was cool uh, especially when we're hunting down things and uh, you know different enemies um, it's Grand Theft Auto Online is something I didn't get to play with and getting to play it with Jace was really cool I could see why a lot of people really like it um, again I guess the hardest thing is just finding that time to do something but admittedly we did get one mission in and it took us probably about well, what, 20 minutes, half hour? Yeah, thereabouts. So, I mean, if I could, if we can fit in a few more of those, that'd be good. It's one of those... Like, unfortunately, Grand Theft Auto takes a long time to load up. But yeah. once you're in, there's a lot of cool things you can do. And it's not necessarily... There's so many different missions that we could be playing. There's all sorts of different things you can do with vehicles. Um, like a lot of the heist missions and stuff. You, there are just so many cool vehicles in the game. Uh, I was playing the other night with a friend of mine, Aiden, and... Um, we were in a, like a sort of truck, like a lorry sort of truck yep. that had like a spike on the front of it and you just plow through police cars and they yeah. go flying all over the screen. And there's a lot of like really silly vehicles they put in the game as well. Also, just this weekend there was uh, uh, some missions on where you would man a bomber. Yeah, so it's called Bombushka. Yeah. And it's a... And um, you had to fight off enemy helicopters. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so that's what it is. So you're in the Bombushka and you're, oh, you're in the... Um, oh, I can't remember the name. They call it a Titan. You're in the Titan and you're flying around and then you've got gunners on the Titan yeah. and helicopters are chasing you and they've got no. these big tubes in the sky that you can fly through. Like, there's some parts of GTA that, like, take itself seriously, but then there's just a lot of, like, playground levels that are yeah. just like, wouldn't this be cool? And, like, back in the day, like, playing... The idea of um, playing Grand Theft Auto was, like, just a cops and robbers game was huge. But now you can do all sorts of stuff with your yeah. friends and they've just... There's just so many different mission types and so many different things you can do and then just driving around is fun. You know, and money actually means something in this. It almost means it's like they've they've fine tuned it to the point where you earn enough money to feel like they're not ripping you off when they're charging you for these shark cards. Yeah. But then there's something that you want, but you know it's just so far out of your reach 
and it's just like oh it's only three dollars <laughs> you know and and that there's that element of it to it as well um there's some stuff that's just obscenely expensive i i recently unlocked a, a truck that's a mobile command base and so i can drive that around anywhere on the map and i can run missions that i would normally have to go to a particular location cool. from and i can like set it down it puts like these little pillar things in the ground and people can come in and out of the back of it you've got like a little tons. living quarters you can add stuff to it i believe Ooh. um but you drive around the map and you can like for example people know where you're going to be when you're trying to run a certain mission um and so you can put it sort of somewhere that's a little bit more strategic yeah it's not necessary to play the game but it's just a cool thing to drive around in essentially like a mobile home or a mobile base yeah um and then you can do all these cool things you can drive cars into the back of it and carry them around and very gi joe it's very there's honestly there's a lot of vehicles that are very gi joe that's but, awesome and you yeah. could have bought that with real money but you bought it with in-game currency correct yeah, yeah. oh no sorry i can't buy the truck i can buy i can just pay real money for Reason. the in-game currency yeah but i yeah i, I own it myself and it just came from and that's cool though like I, I i respect the game that allows you to do that like, yeah i don't like this whole trend now with <clears throat> loot chests where you don't know what you're getting yeah. Yeah. as well with real world money I'm not a fan of that no. like people do what you like like with your own money I'm not you know trying to you know harp on that but for me if I'm going to spend money on cosmetics or some ability in a game like DLC I want to know what I'm getting it's like when you you know I've got to have a bit of a console me here guys because I bought Halo Wars 2 whatever the fancy <laughs> season pass version was when the game came out and they've just released a new the version of edition. it the ultimate edition is the one of ours and now it's the complete edition so ultimate does not trump um, what's the new one sorry the complete completes edition. come on that's that's not ridiculous mention, not to mention the new complete edition is cheaper than what we paid but then it's a game that's now what six months old and appears that's the way they do it with six yeah. month old games and you either wait or you if you're a big fan you start off I, I get I agree completely with you like it does feel a bit rough especially when the expansion is $35 Australian yeah um yes I'll be buying it because I've actually really enjoyed Halo Wars 2 but yeah I do feel the same like you look at that and go but but people like like the new Zelda um when it came out you could get the DLC but you didn't know what the two DLC packs were is that correct correct yeah and it seems it turned out to be cool yeah I'm really happy with what it was but and they could have given you, you know, DLC pack, which was you can play the game as, you know, Super Mario or something. And Wait, is that a thing? Well, they, they, I've seen lots of that. Um, but I think it's the way season passes are positioned. Because at the moment, most season passes have been, it'll get you all the content the game's going to have and that's it. But there seems to be, the game's doing well enough, or if we're not pumping out another game next year, yes, then the season pass is everything that you're going to get. Yet, if it's a game that we're not doing annually and the, se- the season pass does well enough and then we go, you know what, we could squeeze out a little bit more content, then they produce something outside the season pass. And you're right, there's no consistency. For those of us that bought early on, we feel a little bit cheated. For those of us that waited, well, then you get everything in one big hit for you know, a reasonable price. Although, having said done, I suppose you can buy the full game right now for about 39 bucks, and then yeah. the season pass, you can wait till it's on special and even... The, the new expansion, uh, what is it, the Awakening Nightmare. Um, yeah, I can wait, but then I can also pay for it. Oh, no, I'll wait and see. Because yeah. I'd, I'd like to buy it now, but also I might put it off. Same as um, XCOM 2, its expansion. I'd love to play it, but it's also 55 bucks. And I think the big thing with it is 
it's not like I'm, I'm buying something that continues my game after what I've already finished. I have to restart the game from the start, but it does really change. It does. Right? Yeah, it really changes the way you People play People say it, that this is the, the version of XCOM that you should be playing. Okay. So, so then you're left wondering, like, okay, I enjoyed it the first time around, but do I want to play it in its entirety again, even though there's changes? Will it change enough to make me really... I think it will. The, but this, I'm going to pay 50 bucks for it. This game is one of those rare times where it feels more like an ins- expansion pack. Yeah. Like the, the days of expansion packs are gone. They're just adding like a little bit of content on top. This is like a new a new adventure, but they've added all these extra cool game mo- like gameplay mechanics that make it really cool. I almost wish they... I love XCON. I love the expansions they've done. I think the content's been great. But I really wish it was a follow-on to the story I'd already played as opposed to I start the story again, but now it's a different story almost. But with that, it wasn't sold initially as a season pass thing, was it? Oh, yeah, no, this is a different thing. This is a different thing. So that's, is, yeah. I think that's, that's, they, that's fine. If that's what they're going to do, go ahead and do it. But my the thing I have you know issue with about the season pass is, and is when you don't know what you're getting and it could be you know something amazing but like for me, I'm not going to go and any after being so burnt with Halo Wars two, like you know I might there, there will be games that have come along yes where I'll do it again where I'll just buy the whatever edition it is at launch. But most of the time now I'm going to wait. Like with Forza Horizon, the latest Forza, like I only just bought the DLC a few months ago, whenever it was, yeah. and um, you know I got it for half price. Yeah, and so happy I got it for half price because I saved that money, but also because I'm only playing one half of it. I haven't even done the Blizzard Mountain stuff. I'm just doing the Hot Wheels, and that's yeah. that's all I want. And, I, and I'm happy with that. Like, I've got the other one there if I ever want to play it, but I knew what I was getting into when I bought it. Yeah. I, you know, anyway. Yeah, I think 343 Industries could have done better with the way the season passed and all this was positioned, but yeah. And then in, in here we have games coming out now that are kind of going away the, the different direction, giving it off to you for free. Star Wars Battlefront 2. Well, let's talk about that for a sec. I have got some time. Here we do. So, because I, I like to complain about Star Wars Battlefront on a regular basis. Um, <laughs> I, I, the big thing with Halo Wars 2 in this case, and I don't want to be sound, sounding like I'm defending them because I love Halo, but we got a lot of content to lead up and the content was all playable offline as well as being online so added a lot of content that you can keep playing going forward and even the expansion after this is going to add content that you can play on your own or with somebody else you're not tied into one way or the other while if you look at the season pass we all got for the, Star Wars, the first Star Wars Battlefront half of it's locked away and I still haven't played parts of it because I can't because yeah. I can't find games of people that want it now yeah it's free right now thanks to EA going well let's just give it away free because no one's going to be playing it after this um, and maybe you'll get people excited enough to want to buy the second one but you burnt big time bridges. I think it's even worse than what they did with Halo Wars, because at least they gave us content and it was playable, and you can you could play it. And yes, here's some more content because you've been enjoying it enough. Yeah, it's going to cost you some money, but it's also a bigger chunk of story than what we offered you initially. Well, Star Wars Battlefront was very much well. If there's no one else playing, it sucks to be you. Yeah. So I, I, I think the big thing with DLC and expansion packs or whatever we want to call them, because I mean. They're all the same things through time. It's how you deal with it and how your your end user is going to use it. And if if you don't get access to half that content because there's no player base, then I I don't like that concept. But that's even the, give that's me the, I think that's the nature of games nowadays. Though, like I'm playing Destiny two, and my nephew is online playing Destiny 
the original destiny. Yeah. You know, so there's going to be people who are going to hold on to it, but there's going to come a day where they're going to turn that off. Like you're not going to be able to access that anymore. Like there's going to become a day where you can't even play your single player games because there's elements that are connected to a persistent world or whatever yeah. it might be. You've got to log into EA servers to play the game or whatever, you know, whatever the kind of... The, the original vision of the Xbox One isn't here, that persistent, always online, got to connect every day sort of thing. Mm. But it's there are games who that, that are that. And, I, and not just multiplayer games anymore. And Destiny is a multiplayer world, um, but like you can play that game through like I did most of it on your own. Yes, other players come in and out of your game, but it's not necessary. Um, but that's the world that they, that's a game that they made. That's what I bought knowing full well that's what's going to get into. But um, I think with Star Wars, again, you know it's going to be a multiplayer game. So there's going to be a limited time that you're going to have a window. But I also do agree, Jono, that it was a bit baffling why you just couldn't play with bots. That's on those it. stages as well I think because you can on other stages It's all yeah. that, that is already there it's not like a new thing I'm not a game developer I don't know how that is so sorry for my ignorance um, and I love the game that you made and I'm really looking forward to Battlefront 2 um, but yeah that was, a, that was a miss I think it's maybe my concern I, I know I'm a, a bit of a different gamer these days but I still have all those old consoles and I do boot them up on a regular basis I'm fearing the day where the Xbox One I'll turn it on one day and I won't be able to use you know, three quarters of the games I own yeah. right? because, you know, it's too tied to online. Yep. Anyway, that's my winch. Oh, wow, what a negative way to... <laughs> well, just super quickly, I played the latest FIFA demo on Xbox. Oh, yeah, how is it's it? It's awesome. Yeah. It plays really well. It looks great. Um, really smooth. Ball control was very tight. I was shooting out of the box and scoring goals or being very close, which I felt has been lacking in... Well, in my gameplay of some of the other like FIFAs of late, like you've got to kind of pass the ball across and do the sweaty goals, as they call them. Uh, but here I was just doing it. Like, I love playing it like I like to watch football, which is you know long-range shots, good crosses with kind of volleys and kind of a dynamic game rather than always samey. Um, so I felt that was cool. Um, I, I would like to get the full thing, but you know I've got to speak to my brother, see if he's going to get it as yeah. well. I'm sure he will. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. So for someone who buys FIFA games once every nine years, is it worth me jumping in this year? This, it looks awesome. And the, and the story mode is even in the demo as well. You can try that out a little bit. I'll try the demo. Yeah, so um, worth worth checking that out. Cool. Cool. Anything you want to put in, Jace? Nope. <laughs> I feel like we've dominated the conversation with our complaints. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> um, thank you so much for showing us um, Heat Signature awesome game and Nidhogg 2 lived up to its um, to my expectations excepting for the constant dying on my behalf you won at the end I got one win yes so that's all that matters and we are hoping to put some video content chase up you want to talk about that really quickly yeah so we've got a quick gameplay video of Heat Signature we've got one of did we do one for Nidhogg 2 I think I think we we got one we did one for Nidhogg 2 2. Um, one didn't work so yeah so we're going to go Nidhogg 2 and <laughs> we're going for Towerfall Ascension so there are games that we often talk about we'll probably get one up soon for Overcooked um, some other time once we yeah. record it um, but that sounds like it could be a fun one what's that we could do that right after this we could if we wanted to um, and yeah that's it have a look on our YouTube uh, which is just found versus player you'll be able to find it all via the website as well um, and hopefully they'll be coming up in the next couple of days yep once I learn how to use Adobe Premiere Awesome. <laughs> On that note, I think it's been another fun 
fun get together, guys. Yes. Yep. And a day where we got some gaming in, which is really awesome. good. We did have so, a whole day together. Yeah. Be nice. kind to your friends. Get together and have a game with them. This is Versus Player. You can find us in the usual locations, versusplayer.com, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Pocket Casts, and iTunes. Find us there or come back next week for hopefully another episode of Box Blur very soon coming to you. Catch you soon. <laughs>